0: Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. Hey everyone, I am so thrilled today that on this episode I have Lauren Golden back and she again is the, the founder of the Free Mama Movement. And she, on our last episode, gave us so many awesome tips about how she's been able to transition from a freelancer to a coach, whether that was intentional or not intentional. (laughs) But she did it. And now she's leading, I think you're almost to 20,000 people. The last episode, I said like you were 18 and now it's grown in just this short amount of time. You're almost to 20,000 people. Do you have any like exciting celebration planned for that?
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, (laughs)
0: maybe I should now. Oh my goodness. No, it's just, it's
1: really crazy. It's very um, humbling. You know, when we start out something, all of those numbers are so important, all of those metrics. And then, you know, those of us in social media management world, which is where I started as a freelancer, the vanity metrics, right? And they are just that. They're just stats and it's not that they're not important but but you know as we grow as business owners and entrepreneurs we know that engagement and then ultimately buyers is more important but um, it's still not something that I ever think that I'll take for granted those vanity metrics the fact that 20,000 people are trusting me and the information and kind of the tone that I set is it is a privilege, and again, not one that I take lightly, so
0: maybe we do need to celebrate. I don't know I should think about that.: <laughs> <laughs> The more important milestone that you just hit though, was that you've helped a thousand. Is it a thousand? Women go through your free mama movement program. That's yeah. like the awesome thing <laughs> It's totally awesome, and it's one of those things
1: where uh, I-, I keep some of my goals private, um, not because. I am afraid of failing publicly, but more because they're uh, they're a little bit ego driven. I'll be honest, and I don't know. Maybe you have to have a little bit of that as a business owner. You know, I think to be ambitious and to follow through, like you have to have some of those things that motivate you for whatever reason. You know, my book was another one. Like, yes, I wanted to write this book. Yes, it was. It's literally my heart and soul in words, and like my belief system, and the fact that I get to share it with people is just totally crazy. But it was also an ego driven thing. Like, I. I wanted my opinions written down in paper form for all of eternity. Like there is a little ego involved to work that hard. And so, uh, you know, one of my goals being a ClickFunnels user is to be able to get that two comma club award, but it's not something I talk about a lot because depending on the person delivering the message and how they deliver it, it can make it sound um, very self-centered and very self-serving. Uh, and again I don't take those thousand and, and I think now we're actually at about like 1400 women like I don't that's not something I take for granted those are relationships that i built I meet with my students they all have the opportunity to meet with me online as part of the program they go through um, but the ambitious side of me is like oh my gosh I get to walk across stage and get the two comic club work because the truth is as business owners we work really hard and there is some recognition but a lot of it is unseen, you know, the sacrifices we make, you know, with our family or to hang out with friends so that we can be building something that impactful. Um, it can go without a lot of thanks. And so to have the opportunity to be recognized for, for even the ego
0: driven, uh, accomplishments is, is, uh, pretty remarkable. It's very exciting. Are you on track to walking across that stage, this next funnel hacking pass. live?
1: It's happening, girlfriend. Oh, you yeah. have to
0: come either with me. It's happening. We did it. We already, yes, we, we did. That, was, that <laughs> is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you so much. That, those so kind of things awesome. do feel good because, yeah, it's not the main purpose of why we have our businesses, but it's just like rewarding to have that recognition. Yeah, it's validating, I think, to be like, you know what, all that hard work and all of the people
1: whose lives you have changed, you know, because those aren't just numbers, those aren't numbers that, you know, add up to this award, they're their lives and they're people and they trusted you and they made a decision. And I don't want the humanity of that to come out of it. But I think to get the validation of like, you have worked hard and you have made a difference. Um, even if it's in the form of, of something you hang on your wall, it still feels good.
0: Well, and even to that, like you wouldn't be getting there if you weren't actually helping these women, they wouldn't keep buying your program, like not keep buying, but they wouldn't be sharing your program. People wouldn't want your program. Right? There wasn't actually value to be given and to be taken and to help them launch their businesses. So like, it's more than just a vanity thing, like a plaque, (laughs) the whole thing on your wall. It's, you're right, it's validation and like what I've done is helping these women. And this proves it, because they keep buying it. <laughs> yeah, it feels good, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That's awesome. So you are like type A, super organized, and I yeah. think like the queen of time management. <laughs> it's my jam. And I am very much opposite of that. <laughs> So I'm always looking to you to get more tips. And I don't know that it's necessarily that I personally need more tips because I think that you've given me all that I need. It's just implementation. But I know that there's a lot of people out there that are going to be listening that do have that struggle of managing family and business and even within their business, the tasks and like prioritizing. Because that's a major problem that I have is I'm like, I have so much to do what is actually going to get me the furthest step ahead today? What do I need to do? And I have a really hard time prioritizing my tasks. Do you have any tips with like what you do to help you prioritize? Totally. I mean, I don't even know where we want to start because (laughs) it's such a loaded question.
1: It really is Susan, but it's a great one because how can this 30 something mom of three with a husband who, when I launched this now to common club business, I still had a full load of freelancing clients and I am not special. Like, I I mean, I'm hardworking. I think I had a good idea. Like I got some stuff going for me, you know, but, but I'm not like superhero. Like I didn't have a bunch of money to be outsourcing 90% of my work when I first started. Like that was not my reality. When I launched this business, it was me, myself, and I. Uh, there was a lot of sacrifice. There was no Netflix. There was no DVR in my life when the kids went to bed. I got back on my computer and I busted my tail. Um, and I did it, knowing that it was a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. You know, um, for for then almost a whole year, I didn't have to do that anymore. I was working four or five hours a day uh, I was able to start to bring on team and and then you know now back to today as you know because you're one of my amazing students as I've launched a second program and we kind of take a step backwards where I'm working at night again and I'm, I'm, I'm having to work more hours because I'm building something for the first time, you know, and then knowing that it's going to be that machine that will continue to work for me in the future. And I'll be able to take a step back again and, and, and breathe a little lighter. And so again, I'm not special. I just have gotten really good at exactly what we're going to talk about today. So a few things that I think we'll just put out there right from the get go. And you, you let me know how specifically we want to get, but um, if you are not time blocking, please start. Um, you have to time block. If you don't know how your time is supposed to be spent before you actually get to that part of your day, you're going to waste a lot of time. You're going to get caught up in your thoughts. You're going to be shuffling papers. You're going to be scrolling through Facebook because as I always say, it's really easy to become busy It's super easy to fill your day and find stuff to do. But like you were saying, if you're not finding those activities that are shifting the needle and like moving things forward, um, you're focusing on the wrong things. And the problem with that is that you're going to get tired and you're going to feel fatigued and you're going to feel like you're working really hard and you might be. But if you're working on the wrong things, you're going to run out of steam before you get the results that you actually want as an entrepreneur. Um, So time blocking is, is key. He, you know, again, I don't know. I can go into like what time blocking is. I think a lot of people know. Uh, and and my favorite resource for that is Google Calendar. So get an electronic calendar. I know we've got our pen and paper fans. I'm not totally knocking it. It serves its purpose. But I think the best way to be efficient and, and to start to automate things in your business as well is to get hooked up with, with an electronic calendar, start time blocking some stuff out. Um, and that way from the get-go, you're not wasting time on things and you can actually see how your time is spent uh, on a day-to-day basis. So you can actually analyze how
0: you're spending your time. And you just put out, you have a YouTube channel, the uh, Free Mama TV. You oh, just cute. put out an episode all about time blocking. So I think we'll just link to that. People can, and you deep dive into time blocking on yeah. that video. So if yeah. you don't know what time blocking is, Go check out the link in the show notes and that'll take you to Lauren's video. <laughs> it's a great
1: place to start. And it, it, you know, it, the other thing that's worth saying is that if this world is new for you, if it is hard for you to be productive or maybe you're productive, but you're not incredibly efficient because we're talking to you different things here. Um, you have to make time to get these systems in place. And I think that's what a lot of people resist is like, well, I kind of already, I'm set in my ways. I have my habits, like I'm getting to it eventually. Or like, you know, I, I, am staying busy. Um, but the problem is you have to actually set aside the time to create a new system for yourself. If the system you're using is not working, um, and you really can't afford not to, you know, you can't afford not to set that time in and place and, and, and kind of work out a new calendar and a new system and, and then how to prioritize those different tasks is kind of a whole, whole different subject. But uh, once you get your calendar set up, that's, it's a great, great place to start.
0: So that first step is making the time, setting your, your time to actually sit down, do the tasks that you know are going to move that needle. You also have this thing called the daily five. Can you talk about that? Totally. So
1: anybody listening, show of hands. We're not, we can't see you. So no, judgment. Uh, but all my procrastinators or all of my people who love to do the easy stuff on your list. Like you are hiding in your inbox four hours a day. because checking emails is easy. You're like talking on social media. Like you're doing like the easy stuff and you're totally avoiding certain tasks and we all do it. Like I can raise my hand too. Um, you know, I'm, I am very productive, but I can always tell what I don't like doing. And now I'm to the point in my business where I can outsource those things, but you may not be right now. And that's okay. Cause you're going to get there, but for now you might still be in that kind of early hustle mode of like, you're figuring it all out on your own. And so the way the daily five works is it's, it's, it's a way that, that is going to help you avoid the procrastination and super hone in on the activities that you should be doing. And uh, I actually was, I, I, gosh, I think it was last week. I was, I was uh, speaking with another podcast host who we were talking about this idea. And she said, typically, if it's the thing I'm scared of the most, it's number one. And I'm like, Sometimes yes, but sometimes not necessarily, but a lot of times your physical body will tell you, like if something makes you nervous, it's probably really important that you go do that thing, but there's fear involved. So the concept of the daily five, no more than five things on your to-do list, which for a lot of you might be a huge relief for others of you. You're like, how am I going to get to five things? Here's the deal. It's not about getting all five things done. The way the daily five works is that you're going to actually prioritize, meaning you are ranking those five tasks in terms of importance so you're actually going to give weight to these tasks. And then when you wake up the next day, because you need to set it the night before, so we're not wasting that time in the morning, shuffling papers, trying to figure out what to work on. uh, You are going to start with that first thing and you do not get to go on to tasks two through five, although they may be super fun, although they may be those things that you actually enjoy doing until you do the first thing and so on. So then you move to number two, then you move to number three. So again, the goal is not to get all five things done necessarily. The goal is to get those needle shifting things done first. And that way, when you go to bed at night, even if you didn't get a hundred things done, you know, you got the things done in your business that really mattered. So fear is a great indicator. Um, is it a a revenue generating activity? Is it something that will actually make you money? So in the free mama. community you know we have all of these women looking to to start a grow a freelancing business a lot of times it's the putting themselves out there maybe sending sending a message to a cold lead or getting back on a discovery call or reaching out to a client and it's those kind of client facing activities are the ones that they bring up the emotions and so we rebuild our website or we create our 19th logo because it's fun maybe, or it's safe and you feel busy and you feel like you're working on your business, but you're really not doing anything that's moving your business forward because it's not a revenue generating activity. So that's another way to really evaluate how, how you should be prioritizing your tasks.
0: One thing that, um, stood out to me in what you're saying is that like when, when we go to those safe tasks and maybe it's, Uh, you said checking our Facebook or checking our email. Um, That made me realize that you're also really good at protecting your time. Um, And through this journey, this process that I've gone through where now I have like more exposure and people are reaching out to me more. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I could spend all day in my inbox now. Like before it was like, oh hey, a message, like one message a day. And now it's like, um, I can spend all day responding to people. So I think that is another thing. Once you get to that point where yeah, you've started to get a little bit of traction, now it's like a whole new set of problems. And it's it's not even just protecting your time with social media or Um, clients or whatever. It's like protecting your time with family. You talk a lot about setting boundaries. So maybe we should talk a a little bit about that too. Boundaries and protecting your time.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm obsessed with time. I'm obsessed with time because it's the one thing we can't ever get more of. We don't get it back. You can always make more money. You could always outsource, even if it's terrifying and you're not quite sure how you're going to pay for the person to help. Like there's always other ways to get things done. Um, There's not, you don't get more time back. And for me, I have the added benefit because I am a doer. I love to work. And what's really cool is my business doesn't even feel like work. Like I, I just, I love it so much. And so I could do it for forever. The problem with that is that I'd be out of integrity with my brand right? It's the free mom. I'm teaching women that they can have more time with their family by being self-employed. And so I have to have that self-check. I'm not perfect either. Like I could work until forever, but I will actually have a moment where I go, you know what? Like I said that I'm only working, you know, two hours today. I'm going on hour three. I need to walk away and have not only this self-awareness, but the self-discipline, which I think is where a lot of people mess up with time management is they're not enforcing the stuff. And and it's, it's not about being perfect. Um, I am totally addicted to my cell phone. Like a lot of people in our generation, I'll be honest, like I'm addicted to it. And so speaking of boundaries, I have to create a physical boundary called Lauren. You picked up your phone for the 14th time in a span of 10 minutes, get up, go put it in another room and then go back and sit down. Like, in the room with their fans. Like, and it's just, it's a habit and it's a bad habit but by having the self-awareness and then the willingness to do something about it, rather than like beating myself up or, oh my gosh, blah, blah, or, well, I'm already working anyway. You know, I think those are all just excuses we can create to stay off track. So for me, physical boundaries become really important for that self-discipline. Um, but also I have good boundaries in terms of how I like to do my work and I am not afraid to communicate it. So as you're talking about your podcast is taking up, your, your business is growing, your connections, your network is expanding, um, I too get a lot of Facebook messages and I am huge on communication. The idea of not getting back to someone makes me cringe. I don't like the way it feels for me. And so I don't ever want to make someone else feel that way. But with that being said, I can't sacrifice my time in in every situation to like make someone else feel better for a second. So I create templates. I work smarter, not harder. I don't type out 18 different emails. I keep it in one Google doc, you know, and it will say something along the lines of, Hey, the best way to reach me with questions about the free mama movement is to email. Hello at thefreemama.com." Not only does that email then go to someone else to deal with now that I do have a team, but it's copy paste. I don't feel bad because I'm not getting back to the person. I still get back to everybody, but I tell them, Hey, Facebook Messenger is not where I communicate. If if this is important enough to you to move the conversation forward, this is the best way to get in touch with me. And sometimes it's my personal email. um, But a lot of times I can redirect people either to to something that will already answer their question or to another person that can help them. And then the last thing that I'll say about about kind of protecting our time is make sure you're batching. And batching goes really harmoniously with uh, time blocking. So if you go check out the video I have on time, time blocking in Google Calendar, make sure you're batching as well. Um, But you have got to protect your, again, physical boundaries. So if you are someone who has push notifications coming to your phone or coming to your Google Chrome browser, you are going to be distracted all day, every day. And it's hard to fight our impulse for that like immediate response, right? We all love immediate gratification. So we hey, what's going on? You need something like, who is it? What's it about? We all have those tendencies. And so eliminate them. Turn off your notifications. Quit letting people have access to you 24-7. And then you protect your time by scheduling it in a time block. I actually have a time block that says respond to emails and save Facebook posts. And what I mean by the say Facebook posts is because I do have Facebook op- open often because that is where a lot of my community lives is inside a Facebook group. I don't always have the time to give a thoughtful response to the ones that require a little more energy for me, right? There's the ones that are like, awesome, congrats, like, like that's super passive. But if someone has like more of a coaching question, it's going to take time. And if I'm over there in ClickFunnels building out a funnel and working and every time my notification goes off, I'm stopping what I'm doing. I'm going over to the other browser and I'm trying to think of a response. I actually am losing double the time of how long that takes me because of the the mental time of switching from task to task. So instead, if you click on the three little dots on top of any sort of Facebook post, you can actually in the dropdown mark, mark it as a saved post. And so at the end of the day, I go through all my emails, I go through all of my saved posts and I batch that work all at once. So I'm still getting back to everyone. I'm still incredibly responsive with my team, with my community, and with my clients, um, but I'm doing it on my time, not that instant gratification of, oh my gosh, someone needs something right now, I better go jump and answer it, otherwise they'll hate me for forever and never contact me again. You know, that's not, that's not the reality, um, and there's a really great saying that I'll end on is that people will treat you how you let them. So if you are someone who is jumping every time someone says jump, you're creating an expectation for yourself and it's an expectation that you are not going to be able to live out, uh, at a super high, you know, capacity for a really long time. It's just not realistic. So create more realistic expectations from other people of you and impose those boundaries that you need, that they're not going to come naturally to you because we all want to be responsive and engaged. Um, but by doing so, you're basically telling people that their stuff's more valuable than your own.
0: I think that you hit on all three parts of your favorite saying, which is communication, expectations, oh. boundaries. Did I get it in the right order?
1: <laughs> Those are my best, well, you can say whatever. They're just three words, but aren't they sexy? They're so important to a healthy, any healthy relationship. Your relationship with yourself. Your relationship with your spouse or your children, your family, your clients, your community. Um, Yeah, communication, expectations, and boundaries. And, And it's really important to make sure that these are reflective of how you intend to live your life. Because if they're not, then you are living out of alignment with what you're saying that you value most. And it's not easy. That's the thing I really want to reemphasize. It's like it's not that this comes easily to me. It's that I practice it. I practice it every single day, and I don't do it perfectly. But when I find myself out of alignment with what I say my values are, I correct. You know, and I I, I create that physical boundary, or I I offload it to someone else, or or I communicate. That you know, I know. I said I was going to be able to do this, but a couple things came up, and I had to shift things around. And I'm really sorry. But here's the new thing you can expect from me. It might not be today anymore. Now it's going to be on Wednesday. Um, and here's here's why. And that and and not. You don't need to be sorry. Even you just need to really clearly communicate, uh, and then go above and beyond. I think that's the last thing. Is you know, it's it's all easy and fine to say that you're going to do these things, but if you're doing it in a way where your work or your value or your content doesn't actually back it up, then at some point, people are gonna become fed up. But as long as you're delivering what you say you will, um, then people are really, really respective of those boundaries, I've found. Yeah,
0: that's that's awesome, that's so true. And I think that there's so many people that struggle with this as well. So you may not feel like you're special or like the superwoman, yeah. but to a lot of people, you just the fact that you've kind of figured it out this far is like it's just awesome cuz then you can teach it to us and I know I struggle with it and I know others definitely do cuz I've heard it um I have one more question for you yeah do you have any so like I know there's a lot of parents listening I know we have a lot of moms that listen to this podcast but dads too that might be working from home what are your best tips or your best advice for work, like working and having your kids running around in the house, especially during summertime. I know you're a little bit different now because your husband's at home now, but yeah. it wasn't always that way. No. <laughs> no, we've had a lot of different evolutions, uh, over the last,
1: four years. You know, at one point my husband was also owning a physical brick and mortar business. And I was at home with two kids and that was when I was launching my business. Um, then we went through a move, which was really challenging for a lot of different reasons. Um, then my husband actually took a new job with that company where he was working 12 hour days, six days a week. So I was basically a single parent, except on Sundays, he was never there for any meals, never there for bedtime. So in terms of the parenting side of things, I was, I was by myself um, while running my business. Um, And then now our newest arrangement is that I actually have Freed the daddy, um, so my husband stays home, and he also is a freelancer now. So again, back in that self employment mindset, uh, and heading into this summer, the arrangement that we had was that we were not going to put our kids in camp. And my husband is actually the primary caretaker of our kids, and so they're actually outside playing right now. They're going to go to the library later, and my husband is still freelancing. And it's funny, we actually just this weekend we're having a conversation about how his life now looks exactly like mine did when I first left my nine to five, where the kids were my primary focus. And so I was doing a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights, a lot of like midday either rest time or movie or nap time and just fitting it in where I could. And that's where my husband's operating right now. And it's challenging for him. I'm not going to like, it's, it's hard to carve out those dedicated moments. So um, let's see if I can bring out some of my best tips outside of communication expectations boundaries. Cause I think that at this point goes without saying you have to, if you have a partner or a spouse, um, you've got to get on the same page uh, for all my women out there, because this seems to be harder for women than men, but, this is important for everybody. You have to be willing to ask for help. You have to be like there again, I'm not a superhero. I do not, I have not done anything that other people can't also learn to do for themselves, but I never was afraid to ask for help. I was never afraid to tell my husband, Hey, I'm super tired. Like I'm sleeping less than you because I'm staying up so late working. Like, could you start making breakfast for our family in the morning? Like these are conversations that have actually happened in my marriage. Like, Hey, I like, I'm going to have to work a little bit longer today. I'm feeling stressed out. Like, can you go pick up the kids or, you know, do we need to put our kids in camp? Do they need part?" Childcare. Is there a neighbor that you can do like a co-op with? Where hey, I need extra help today. I'm feeling super frazzled trying to carve out that dedicated time, or my kids are really wild. Like, is it can a neighbor come over and help you? You have to have like get over the like martyr thing. You, it's not going to serve you very well. Um, have those clear communications and don't be afraid to ask for help. So that's that's definitely number one. Is get creative with solutions. But if you are at the early stages of building something it is hard. It's hard. You know, you're, you are making sacrifices because if it was easy, everybody would have already been doing it. Like everyone would be self-employed and, and walking across stage, getting two comic club awards. Like it, but it's not because you have to be willing to, to take these steps in your life. Um, you know, as far as my kids right now, they're seven, five, and two. So the two-year-old doesn't have a whole lot of understanding of what's going on. You know, when she's home, it's like, "Where's my mom?" Uh, and so, revolving around her schedule, when she when she doesn't need attention from me is, is something that I have to do. Um, but the older kids, they have some understanding. So I think giving people the benefit of the doubt that they're going to understand more than you think. So for my older kids, like they know if, if mommy's doors are shut in her office, you may not walk in. Again, they do this imperfectly. They have totally walked in in the middle of Facebook lives. Anybody in my community has seen it. And you probably see my face turn red because I'm so mad that they're not listening. But my community like loves it because that's real life, right? Like I am a mom. My kids are home this summer. And so having that grace, but still being willing to talk to them about, again, those boundaries, like This is what this means. And this is what I need from you, but also having realistic expectations of them. You know, my seven year old, she could probably entertain herself for about two hours and then she's tapped out my five year old, 45 minutes, you know, and I think it's important to know what they can work within and then, you know, fill in the gaps. And then as far as what you can take on as the business owner is if you are time blocking, if you are batching, if you're following all of these other techniques that we spoke about, make sure that you're scheduling your time, Um, in relationship to what your family needs from you. So if you're gonna be trying to do stuff during the day while your kids are watching, you know, cashing in their TV time and they're watching a movie in the afternoon, but you know that they're gonna stop three times to ask you for a snack, don't have that be your time where you're doing really high focus, like deep work. Like if you're a copywriter, for example, like you should not be in the middle of writing like a novel during that time. You're going to have to get up a little bit earlier in the morning and do it before they wake up or after they go to bed at night. It might not be your strongest mental time, but you're going to avoid a lot of frustration by trying not to like expect your family to work around you and instead you saying, you know what, I'm going to take ownership of this. I'm going to change some of my habits, even if it means having to set the alarm, you know, an hour earlier, I'm going to change my habits so that I'm working around them instead. And that
0: way your family's really getting the most of what they need from you anyway. I love that. There's so many, so many good tips in there. (laughs) We touched on a lot of things. So I hope it's been helpful to everyone. Um, You have the Daily five productivity sheets. Yes. I do. So can go get that. So it's a yes. free download. People just need to go get it. Um, the link will be in the show notes and then don't forget to check out free mama TV for the time blocking video. And honestly, Lauren has so many videos up there and they're all amazing that they're, they're all helpful for any, any entrepreneurs, but especially if you're at home you know, working as a freelancer and you're operating your business from your home. So anything else? Do you have any, any final thoughts, Lauren? Yeah, I think I just want to give everybody, not that you
1: need this for me, but I think it's really important to say you have permission to say no. I think one of the ways that I've gotten so successful at protecting my time and working a short amount of hours, especially for the impact that I have in my business and and with my clients is because I'm not afraid to tell people no. If something's not a good fit, the last thing I want to do is waste my time or waste their time exploring it. Um, I'm at a season in my life where I'm not doing a ton of volunteer work. I spent most of my twenties volunteering 10 to 20 hours a week, I've put in my time, I'll circle back, you know, I have things that are important to me, but at this season, if it's not 100% contributing to my family, or my business, I'm not interested in doing it. You don't have to meet with everyone. You don't have to get coffee with everyone. You don't have to have a virtual chat with everyone. And so I just want to end by saying you, if you are looking to increase your productivity and increase your output, yes, time block, yes, prioritize and use the daily five, bash your work, protect your time, work on your communication expectations and boundaries of the people in your life. But it's okay to say no. You have permission to say no, because when you say yes, to something, you are inadvertently saying no to something else anyway. And you don't want that thing you're saying no to, to be you and your dreams. So permission granted, not that you needed it, but
0: that's how we'll end. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you so much, Lauren, for giving us your time again today. Um, you give such practical advice that I know, uh, everyone loves your episodes. So they're going to love this one just as much. (laughs) Thank you so much, Susan, for having me back. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of amplify your impact. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review to help others like you discover the show. And are you an entrepreneur that primarily works with other entrepreneurs and you're tired of the grind of finding your clients one by one? Do you wish you could stop chasing your leads and have them come to you? Do you hate getting on sales calls to keep your business afloat? If you answered yes, then launching a webinar and selling to the many instead of just the one might be your next step. And I want to invite you to my free Facebook community called imperfect entrepreneurs, launch your webinar, grow your tribe, where we talk about marketing strategies and dive into actionable training that will help you reach your goal of growing a community of loyal fans and how to turn your service into a product that you can sell to the many. Just visit imperfectentrepreneurs.com, answer the questions, and we'll see you in there.